With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Yes, yes, yes. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another great edition of the Fantasy Justice Show. I am he. We are it. And I am in a love affair with myself. No, only kidding, folks. How's everybody tonight? As you can see, I sound much better tonight in so many ways. The new studio, I am absolutely loving our new studio. This is fantastic to set up here. Everybody's worked so hard. I'll tell you, you know, I, I, first of all, before I get into the show, I just want to say, you know, I have put together from the show to the website to media and everything else, talent coordinators, I have put together one fantastic team. It has been my pleasure and honor to put everybody together for all of you We want to just simply be the best, not just fantasy show, folks. We want to be your sports show. We're going to cover a ton of sports for you. We're going to bring in something. We've got some incredible guests lined up that are coming into the show. Uh, And now, like I said, a great studio. We're going to sound great on air now. And we are bringing it to you the best we can. And and also sounding better is myself. Last week, folks, it... I was beyond under the weather, beyond under the weather. The very next day, I ended up in the hospital for breathing problems. I, when I tell you I was sick last week, I was sick last week. And uh, I'm, I'm at about 90%. I might uh, end up muting a little bit later if I need to cough or something. Uh, I apologize for that. I shouldn't keep the coughing off air. And, uh, but, yeah, I, have, uh, I feel much better. I am pumped for tonight. We have so much going on tonight. We have, I'm going to talk, uh, you know, I'm going to go into my rant. Everybody's, uh, there, there's a lot of good feedback about my rant and uh, stop it. Folks, if you haven't heard the stop it or hashtag stop it, get used to it. Every time I smell bullshit, okay, I'm going to yell stop it. There's a lot of things that go on and, and in this world, period, and not just sports world, but Yes, in the sports world where you just got to say, stop it, stop it. It's freaking ridiculous. All right, so we've got that. We're going to talk basketball tonight besides Golden State. Uh, We've got Busy Jay going to come in. We've got, he's going to talk about uh, and start giving you a preview of his uh, review for the NBA Finals, uh, the playoffs here coming and uh, he's done a wonderful job. He's got some articles that are going to be posting on the website. Folks, we've got our usual suspect, 
Jason Townsend, the man, the myth, the legend in his own mind. He is with us tonight, as always, bringing it to you. I'm telling you, he is absolutely fantastic. A guy that you all need to, you know, obviously I want you to listen to me and what I say. All right, I'm not going to steer you wrong. I do a lot of research, but I'm going to tell you right now, JT is a guy to listen to, folks, okay? He brings you a lot of good stuff. Don't discount JT simply because he's my co-host. So we've got that. We've got today, we've got a list of announcements for all of you folks out there of what is coming up on future Fantasy Jester shows Folks, we are really going to start bringing it to you. We are serious here. We want to be your number one go-to station, website, analyst for your sports and fantasy needs. Now, we're also going to talk tonight. We're going to, I, when I tell you we are mixing up the sports tonight, so we've got basketball. We're going to talk football. We're going to talk hockey maybe for a couple minutes there on hockey, okay? We are going to talk tonight about in the football. We're going to compare a couple of things, but also the most recent trade. Going to talk about that. We're going to bring in somebody. We've got somebody, our resident soccer analyst. This guy is fantastic, folks, all right? Um, yes, we're going to touch on soccer tonight, too. When I tell you, we really – I mean, we've brought you skydivers. We've brought you a guy in shark uh, that dives with shark. We bring you extreme sports. We're going to bring you – we've got some more extreme sports that are going to be coming up in future shows. But tonight I'm bringing you each area of our shows. We are going to purposely design everything to bring you specific people for each sport so that you have an expert or an insider just for yourselves. See, the idea is whoever we know, whoever JT and I know, and all our little insiders and all our little friends and all our little people and all that, they become your insiders too. See, it's going to save you research. It's going to save you places to go look for crap and I don't know, what about this player, that player? Remember, you're going to be able to call into the show at any given time like we're I mean, you can't get better than what you're about to get on a consistent basis from the Fantasy Jester show. So we're going to talk soccer. And then at the end of the show tonight, we are going to bring in the rookie. Yes, folks, the rookie. We'll tell you more about that later. All right. So right now, first, you know, I want to talk a little bit about Golden State. Now, a lot of people want to discount Golden State. You know, oh, they're just three-point shooters, they're this, they're that, and, and, you know, that's not the way it's supposed to be played, and, and I don't, you know, people whine about anything these days, I don't know. Um, but here's the thing about them. They still are the best team in the NBA. Now, my question is this. How good would they be if they played in a league that actually played some friggin' defense? I mean, come on, folks. 
I've been watching. I purposely watched the past couple of games that they played. And I just want to know one thing. Who the hell is coaching some of these NBA teams? Who the hell sets? You know they're going to shoot from outside. They're going to shoot from outside. They're going to shoot from outside. It's no friggin' secret, folks. Why aren't you playing defense? You know how the last couple of games, it was absolutely absurd. How many free looks, open looks? I got time. I could be standing there smoking a cigarette looks that Curry had at the basket from three. Where the hell is the defense? You know they want to play the outside game. Where are you, folks? Play some damn defense. Stop it. Stop making them look good. San Antonio plays defense against them. This year, the Golden State Warriors had seven total games that they scored under 100 points. Only seven games that they scored under 100 points. San Antonio did it twice. You know why San Antonio's coached to work? San Antonio is coached, first of all. all right? And I don't know. If you're not a pop fan and how he goes about his business, okay, something wrong with you. But I'm going to tell you right now, these other teams, stop it with that BS defense that you're playing. How do you give a team that is known for its outside shooting that many free looks? This isn't rocket science, folks. There's five frigging guys on the floor at any given time. You know that three of them are setting up outside. Duh. So you set up a three-two zone, two men down low, and you force them to drive the ball. You force them inside to your big men. I mean, this isn't the greatest secret in the world. You just got to do it. And there are teams just not doing it. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Uh, And, you know, that's just the way it is. That's the NBA today. Nobody wants to work. Nobody wants to play defense. Absolutely awful. Absolutely terrible defense. So, you know, I I just, for all those saying Golden State isn't that good, stop it. Stop it. Yes, they are. All right. Uh, You know, and and this is the part, you know, I I have to get through this every week, every week, as I get ready to bring in the man that scours the earth for all of you. The one, the only, Jason Townsend. How are you, JT? How's everything tonight, brother? Greetings and salutations, Jester. How's it going? You sound a lot better this week, by the way. Uh, I'm breathing. I am breathing. I literally was dying last week's show. I really, I got to be honest with you. Um, it was it was a rough show. I was so happy. I never wanted you to talk as much as I did last week. More times than not, I'm trying to get you to shut up. Last week, I was like, just please talk. 
Please just exactly. say anything. I mean, I would, I would not want someone pointing out all my mistakes either. So I understand completely. All my mistakes. Ain't that a son of a bitch? Hey, by the way, pointing out mistakes, how, how is that ESPN league going for you, sir? Actually, it's going pretty good because the, the one thing that the jester has yet to learn is it's a marathon. So, no, man, I want to get have, out of that um, gate fast. Three, what is it, three golds, three silvers in seven years for me on that, and you've got one silver in three years. Still feel uh, like I've uh, got Yeah, let's remember. Yeah, and be fair now. Let's be, let's be honest to our listeners now, okay? It's been your league. You've been in it for how many years? Seven. And how many have I been in? Three. And I took over a last place team uh, when I took over this Keeper League, correct? In all fairness, you did take over a last place team, and I do believe, you know, for the first couple of years, it looked like you maintained that last place status. Last year, sun shines on a dog's butt every now and again, you know what I mean? As I made it to the finals in in what was, uh, you know, nice fashion. Nobody expected me to learn. Everybody thought I was clueless and didn't know what was going on no i was building learning 25 categories that's a lot of categories so uh i I just figured i'd throw you a bone last year so i could get on invite to your show you know so if you weren't gonna if you weren't in ohio right now i'd throw a friggin bone at you 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 probably Uh, would that would be the one that would go in my nose to go along with my theme music so i mean this is very symmetrical for me Good, good. Yeah, you know, and I like the idea of recycling uh, anything that's thrown your way, literally. Um, first. What I wanted to ask you is, uh, I know you had some uh, sentiment. We had talked about this in the production meeting the other day. Uh, you had some uh, sentiment that you wanted to talk about with uh, Kobe Bryant. Well, yeah, you know, Kobe you know, put on the shoes for the last time the other night, had 60 points in his final game, was against Utah. Utah and the Lakers have never been friendly, so I really don't see them letting him going out and put up those kind of points. He had a great night. Um, You know, the the question I have out there is, you know, does Kobe belong in that top 50 list that came out several years ago? You know, where do you see Kobe all time at this point? You're looking at a guy that – Averaged 25 points a game for his career. Shot just under 45%. uh, Five rebounds, five assists, steal and a half. But the thing I liked about Kobe, and it kind of goes back to what you were talking about during your rant, Kobe made first team all-NBA defense several times. People don't realize that. The guy could play defense. Exactly. I'm curious, where do you put him all time? Well, I'm going to be a a little unpopular and – not a shocking position for me, but I put Kobe now and bear with me for a second, because I I believe I'm onto something here and people don't make this comparison. I put Kobe in the same sentence as Carmelo Anthony, selfish players, talented. Don't get me wrong. Now I'm not taking away from Kobe's talent. I'm not taking away from Melo's talent. I'm talking about the player themselves as far as being a talented, selfish player. And the only difference between Kobe and Carmelo is Kobe had the benefit of somebody building a championship team around him. Carmelo hasn't really had that. Oh, that's an interesting, I like him as the same. Oof. It's interesting. I've never been much of a mellow guy. Um, 
Carmelo doesn't have the, the mental acuity, in my opinion, to be a champion. You know, Kobe had Shaq. That's right. It kind of goes along with that whole Phil Jackson thing. Everybody thinks Phil Jackson is this great coach. When does he when does he want a title without Jordan, Pippen, Rodman, Kobe, Shaq, you know, uh, Horace Grant, for example. So I see Kobe, would he have won without Shaq? He won one without Shaq. And he had Paul Gasoft on his team. If you can carry that guy to a championship, I think you're a step above Carmelo. But I'm yeah, a Laker and, fan in all fairness, so I'll be honest. Yeah, but – uh, like I said, for me, it was just the idea of both talented players, both polarizing figures, uh, both have a hell of a game. Please don't, please, I'm not trying to take away from either guy's talent. Very, very, very good players. Um, both have a tendency to be selfish with the ball. And to me, the only true difference was the teams that have been built around the two. And that's, you know, that's how I put them in the same light. Uh, You know, it's funny because people are talking about, and I took a look at something uh, regarding uh, Curry. Everybody's talking about that this man is the next coming of Christ. I mean, Mm. I want to put the brakes on that for one second and put it in perspective like this. You're talking about a guy in a league to me that is um, watered down since the years of, you know, where you're talking about uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and the bad boys in Detroit and all that. And oh. and here's the thing. You know, back then, there seemed like there were so many more stars. And I'm going to give you an example. And people think, like I said, people want to compare Curry to Michael Jordan to, you know, Not he's this great. Close. Okay, well, but and here's the thing, and I'm going to give you a name that he's not even close to, Isaiah Thomas. Here you go. Now, in the same amount of years, six-year time, Curry has 8,714 points. Isaiah Thomas, in that same six-year span, 9,827 points, Better than two and a quarter points a game more than Curry. Steals, Curry has 717. Isaiah Thomas, 964 after six years. Better than a half a steal a game there. Here's a good one. Well, before I get to the good one, I'm going to go with the tie. Rebounds, (laughs) Curry, 17-19. Isaiah Thomas, 17-71. A wash there. Assists. Yeah. Assists. Curry. 2866. 2866 after six years. Isaiah Thomas. 4879. More than four assists more a game. And now, if I remember correctly, back then, Isaiah Thomas was a great player. But he wasn't the example of, oh, my God, the gates of heaven just opened up, and he's the best thing. You're talking about a time magic. All right, you had Bird. You had this guy. You had that guy. I mean, you had plenty of guys. So he wasn't compared as, oh, my God, here's the second coming. Exactly. He wasn't on the top ten list. Unless you lived in Detroit, he wasn't on your top ten player list back then. 
Right. And here you are. Everybody's talking Curry. Oh, my God. I have never seen a guy like this before. Stop it. Stop You know, and I even wondered to go with, to go with your point. They played defense back then, and Isaiah still outscored him. And they played defense back then, which Curry doesn't now. So to me, I look at that both ways and say that's a that's an interesting stat. I never would have looked at that. And honestly, if you ask me, I thought Joe Dumars was the best player on that team. So even look at it that way. Joe Dumars was one of the most underrated players I've seen in a long time for that era. Okay, um, he he really was underestimated that whole team was just i i i the, you know the bad boys thing i thought that was great and, and you know you either loved it or you hated it all right but here's the thing you know and, and getting to the nba nowadays all right we were talk i was talking in my rant about how san antonio plays defense uh, against golden state and everybody talking about golden state's really not that good that nobody plays defense again let me tell you something folks if San Antonio doesn't beat Golden State, Golden State's the champion. And San Antonio yeah, truly San Antonio is the only team that has played again twice this year, held them under 100 points. But here's the thing. They've held them under 100 points twice and still only came away with a 500 record. So, through all that badass defense that San Antonio's going to play in those two games that they held them to under 500, uh, under 100 points, there's still only 500. So, well, I mean, and I wonder how much, how much of that could be attributed to just pure foot speed. I mean, San Antonio is the, the team that, you know, Father Time forgot versus a, a team like Golden State that's a run and gun you know, a fast pace up and down the floor team. So I just wonder how much is attributed to that alone. Well, yeah. And and here, and and everybody talks about what Golden State can't do. They can't play a game where uh, the team plays defense against them. And and I want to point something out back on, on the seventh, they put up 112 against San Antonio. All right. So three days later, when they played San Antonio again, Okay, San Antonio held them to 20 points less, to 92. What did Golden State do? They played defense, too, and held San Antonio to 86. So they can play the defensive game when they have to. The point is is that they don't have to because everybody's leaving them wide open. I don't have to play defense. I don't have to play shutdown defense because I'm going to score constantly because, you know what, nobody's going to be in my face. I no one wants game. to play defense anymore. No one wants I, to play defense anymore. You have a team. I mean, it's no secret that they want to line up and shoot from outside. And I don't understand how team after team, I was watching those. I watched the last, um, it was the last four games, maybe five games that Golden State played. And other than San Antonio, nobody wants to play defense. Nobody even freaking tried. I don't get it. Let me ask you, in those games you watched, did it, did it almost look like the moment that, that Curry and Clay Thompson and, and Green stepped on the floor, it's almost like they were in these guys' heads and, and, and psyched them out to begin with? We're not going to stop them anyway, so we better just try to keep scoring the, you know, keep scoring the ball because we're not going to stop them. 
Uh, you know, I don't know if it was the players intimidated. I don't know if it's poor coaching. I don't know if it's both. All I know is it, it, it was actually sickening to watch because it didn't make for good. It didn't make for a good game to uh, watch. I'm sitting there and I am watching countless, countless attempts go up with somebody that isn't within two feet. I'm not saying right up on the man where you're supposed to be. I'm talking about he is releasing the ball and the closest somebody's getting to him is still two feet away as they're scurrying towards him way too late. I mean, the open looks that that team gets is just absolutely incredible. Now, I'm going to get ready. I want to bring in our esteemed colleague, and our NBA guy, uh, Jason Busy J. Cordner. And um, he is getting ready to, we're going to have him come on and talk about some of the playoffs here. But before we do, all right, I am happy to tell you, Jay, for those who don't know, Jason uh, Cordner is absolutely fantastic writer. We are so proud to have him on the team. Um, and, I don't know. He must have, uh, he's calling in tonight. He's on the road. He's coming back from an event and uh, we just lost him. Hopefully he'll come back on, but we are really happy to have him uh, join the fantasy jester sports group. He uh, solid writer, very knowledgeable. Uh, when you folks call in, you'll be able to ask him questions in the future and uh, he'll be more than glad to answer. I had a, uh, th- and this is what I love about live radio and, and being new to live radio. One of the things that you have to adjust to folks is uh, when crap happens live, you've got to wing it and keep going. And, you know, I had a great entrance theme for, uh, for busy and we'll, we'll hopefully have called back. One of the things that we are going to talk about when he gets here is a solution for the Knicks. Now, uh, I know you're a Lakers fan, and that's okay. But, you know, uh, being I'm a forgetting. guy who grew up uh, – I'm, I'm at the other end of the coast, and I grew up uh, in New Jersey and, and was a Knicks fan my whole life. Still am. Uh, now I just follow the magic, too, because I'm down here in Florida. But, you know, in a league where – let's be honest, folks, okay? The NBA has become this. The recipe for NBA success, and this is thanks to the Miami model, I believe, get three friends that are all-stars. Put them together. Get yourself four guys that would be considered very good sixth men off the bench. There's your seven players that you need to win a championship. The rest of the roster, fill it out with guys that are happy that they're going to be there to get a ring. That is, that's the NBA now. We're going to have three well, talented add, all-stars. And then a bunch of six. Add that you, you get a Hassan Whiteside out of nowhere on that, by the way. Exactly. Exactly. And that kid's a beast. Yeah. You, you actually opened my eyes to him a couple of years ago. That was a guy that I think they were expecting nothing from in Miami and turned out to be all-star caliber player on the board and defense. 
Young guy, and that's the thing. You know, you fill it up with young guys and guys that you believe that with a little coaching, they can be worked with, that they have potential. You get yourself a bunch of guys at the end of the bench that have potential, that have some holes in their game, but their holes in their game is something that you feel that you can uh, coach and and, uh, and work with. And, and that's one of them. He is, he is one of them. He is uh, really turning into uh, one of the stars down there in Miami. His bugaboo seems to be he gets dinged every once in a while, misses a game or two uh, from a fantasy perspective. Uh, That's frustrating. Um, but, uh, you know, what are you going to do about that? That's the way that goes. But, yeah, no, he's a solid, solid player. But, you know, as far as the Knicks solution, I got to be honest with you. I pretty much, first of all, I, I don't know if Phil's going to stay. Uh, there's been talk of him going back to L.A., and I, I, I don't know. And, and that's fine. If he does, he does. His, uh, he was never a great player. He was an average player at best, Phil Jackson. And people want to tout him as a great coach because he can handle the superstars and make them work together and all that. And that's fine. One of the things that they never said he was was a, 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 a true GM. Okay, and when you hire an assistant coach and then you make him the uh, interim coach right now, uh, uh, Kurt Rambis. Now, Kurt Rambis, folks, for those who don't know, again, uh, yes, he's won championships with L.A. His coaching record to date is 65 and 164 for a sparkling Pardon me? That's okay, so we've lost a couple games. I know. I'm really just picking on the guy because, hey, doesn't everybody want a 28% winning percentage? Actually, wouldn't that be an improvement for Philadelphia? Uh, yeah, actually, Philly is looking into uh, Kurt Rambis. Matter of fact, I think they are calling him now because they heard that they could have a coach that would uh, raise their level. Um, yeah, so speaking I mean, of Philly – Speaking of Philly, we did talk about on the show, if I remember correctly, we talked about what a poor job the GM and uh, President Sam Hinkie's doing. Uh, Jason, uh, how's Sam Hinkie doing today? Um, I believe he's looking for work. I believe so, too, and rightfully so. And so should Mr. Rambus. Mr. Rambus, now, but here's the thing about Kurt Rambus, and, and here's the thing about trying to coach the Knicks and uh, we're going to get on to our other topics. We're going to get off basketball real soon. But I, I got to get this out. The team months ago when uh, he first took over, you're taking over an immature team. And I'm sorry, Mello is the lead immature guy there. Okay, so I'm sure it was his big mouth that uh, uh, had chimed in and, and didn't get the other players. See, he should have been a leader. Uh, and not infuriate the other players because they were crying that, oh, the practices are too hard. He puts us through too tough of practices. What's he doing? He's trying to teach you lazy bums how to play. That's what he's trying to do, first of all. You know, whether he has a good scheme and a good coaching sense, that's a whole other thing. But one of the things that a four-time champion knows, that's called work ethic on how to get there. And that's what he was trying to instill in the Knicks because their work ethic sucks. All right. So now this past week, okay, their newest thing, that didn't work. Phil Jackson didn't want to hear that crap. 
That's the last thing Jackson wanted to hear. And, and he really did. He turned a deaf ear to them. Now it's, he talks down to us. We don't, we don't, we don't like the way he talks to us. We, uh, you know, he's not a very nice man. Shut up. Shut up and go play. You guys suck. Nobody wants to hear from you until you start winning, until you start doing stuff. Tear that t- team apart. First of all, I, all right, my team, I'm GM. Mel, bye. Take your $24.5 million a year and, and, your, and your, your selfish play. Yes, I understand. He went up in assist this year. And do you know why? He's losing his legs. Look at his last four years, folks, and his declining points totals. Okay, he's losing his legs. So, you know what? He's gone. Get something for him. I don't care. Get a bottle of water for him. I don't give a damn. All right? There are literally, literally, here's what I keep on the Knicks. Everybody else will be gone. Jerry and Wright, Porzingis, Derek Williams, those would be the three I'd keep for sure. I might keep Aaron a follow. I, I really like him. Uh, I know there's people that don't. I don't understand the follow. Uh, I, I know we're looking. I know we're talking. I'm coming at this from a fantasy perspective. If you look at a follow, all he gives you is points. He doesn't rebound the ball. He doesn't pass the ball. He doesn't steal the ball. Um, I mean, he's basically a one-trick pony, and that trick isn't very consistent to begin with. Right, but if he's your if he's your sixth man off the bench that can drain some threes and give you guys a breather, okay. See, my belief is this: you got a great starting center. All right, Porzingis is, is a, a future star. He's already a star now, but I mean a, a big star. I think I Derek agree, Williams is going to. Oof, there's some warning signs on Porzingis, though. Another another typical Euro player. Seems like he's made of glass. You know, he misses a game here, a game there, or three games here, three games there. You know, I, I just wonder about that guy's uh, body long term. You know, is he going to be like an, uh, a Kirilenko where he came in the first couple years and dominated several categories of the game, and then his body just started breaking down and couldn't handle the stress of it? So I would even wonder about that as a Knicks fan. Well, you know, I, I think he's, you know, well, I put him on the same level. Maybe I shouldn't yet, obviously, is Dirk, okay? Uh, And no, he's not going to be – he's not built, and his game isn't built to go down low and take a beating and give a beating, okay? So don't put him there. Get yourself – you got Derek Williams, have him bang bodies, okay? And your man off the bench that gives Porzingis and and, uh, Williams a breather – is also a banger. That's who you got to put there. You know, I mean, Lopez is a solid backup, maybe not for 12.6, okay, but he's somebody that'll, you know, he'll do some dirty work. And that, you know, I mean, that's pretty much uh, how how I'm feeling about the Knicks. I'd blow that team up. uh, uh, And really, as far as Rambus, I, I, I really hope for the Knicks' sake and for the Knicks' fans' sake, um, that Rambus isn't the long-term solution. Uh, I'd really like to see, and maybe again, as a Nick fan, this is a, this is a hometown kind of pick. You know where I'm going to go with this. I'm hoping Mark Jackson comes. What, what's your feeling? Um, I think Mark Jackson 
got a real bad taste in his mouth uh, in his uh, coaching in Golden State. I don't see him leaving the booth. I kind of see him as a John Gruden type. The the one guy, I mean, let's be honest, the last time the Knicks were relevant was when Jeff Van Gundy was there. I'd like to see Van Gundy come back. Well, they better be bringing Anthony Mason, uh, Oakley, oh, Ewing. Daniel, Oakley, Ewing, Stark, Houston. I mean, point is, New York needs to stop trying to put Band-Aids on everything, blow it up, take your lumps, build a team. Quick question, and then we're going to move on. Um, Van Gundy's underrated coaching brothers? Extremely. And, I mean, not only that, but where else can you get a Ron Jeremy lookalike in the NBA? You know, folks, and there you have it. We have our first Ron Jeremy reference here on the Fantasy Justice Show. Uh, For those of you who don't know Ron Jeremy and who he is, go ahead, Google it, and then go watch some videos, have some fun, and uh, enjoy. Uh, we are still, uh, uh, I'm getting news from, uh, I got a text here. He's, uh, caught in traffic in New York, uh, in and out service. He's saying, yeah, he's, uh, running behind. He's apologetic and all that. I got you, Jay. Uh, no, he's good. He's good. Hopefully we'll get him in. If not, you know, we'll have to carry it until, uh, we get our, some of our other guests in. Uh, right now, though, I want to take a break, uh, JT, and uh, I want to talk about what's coming up, uh, what everybody can expect. We're going to go ahead after the after this break here, folks. We're going to talk about um, football. So football's up next on this. Um, but right now, uh, before we talk football, we're going to talk about what's coming up on the Fantasy Justice Show. What's coming up in these coming weeks, and really. What has me saying? Uh, 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 can't touch me. Can't touch me. Judge, 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 just like the bad guy from Lethal Weapon 2. I've got diplomatic immunity, so hammer, you can't sue. I can write graffiti, even jaywalk in the street. I can riot loot, not give a hoot, and touch your sister's teeth. Can't touch me. Can't touch me. What in God's name is he doing? Can't touch me. I believe that's the worm. Stop. Peter time. I'm a big shot. There's no doubt. Light a fire and pee it out. Don't like it? Kiss my rub. Just for a minute, let's fall do the bump. Bump, bump, bump. Can't touch me. Yeah, do the Peter Griffin bump. Can't touch me. I'm Presidential Peter. Interns think I'm hot. Don't care if you're handicapped, I'll still park in your spot. I've been around the world from Hartford to Back Bay. It's Peter, go Peter, up to Peter, yo Peter, let's see, read your scrap this way. Can't touch me. Except for you. You can touch me. Heidi Watney. Yes, folks, you can't touch me. You can't touch this show. Here's what's coming up, folks. We have a 420 show coming up this Wednesday that is going to be stock-filled. We got guests coming in. One of the guests coming in, and this is going to be, he's going to be a regular on this show, uh, talking on wrestling from the wrestling world. Uh, Bill Crude is a wrestler. Uh, he's wrestled NWA. I mean, he's wrestled in pretty much a bunch of leagues, NWA, 
MFW, CWA, the DCW. He's got singles titles, tag team titles. He is now a promoter and a manager. And he's going to be a regular on the show. And he's also going to be a, uh, an assistant talent coordinator. So start expecting on a regular basis in and out on the Fantasy Jester show to have uh, some of the wrestling stars, some that you will have heard of, some that are coming on the horizon uh, that you'll want to know about, uh, adding a great dimension to the uh, Fantasy Jester Sports Network uh, this uh, Wednesday, we're going to have him on, and uh, one of the people that he's uh, working on promoting, a guy, he's already wrestled WCW. Matter of fact, he's uh, wrestled Kevin Nash, I know once, maybe twice. Seven foot three, American Giant is going to join us on air this Wednesday. This Wednesday show, we're going to have Joey from breadfromyourbed.com, one of the proud sponsors of the Fantasy Jester Show. Joey himself is coming with having him come into the studio. He's going to sit down here with the Jester, and we're going to talk about breadfromyourbed.com, how you can make money from home, how you can make your business do better, how he can get you more money in your pocket, and if you want to, Get out of the world, the rat race that you're in, and make money from home. We're also going to give you a tip on how to make $20 simply by going on this website, clicking on an area. You can do this now. There's no secret, folks. You go on a website, go to breadfromyourbed.com, and you'll see there's a place you go through the whole process. It'll take you about five, ten minutes. They mail you stuff in the mail, and $20. Now, if you know somebody giving out $20, please just, you know, let me know, all right? Also, 420 show, special announcements. We've got contests that are coming up. We've got ticket contests. We've got a vacation contest. A vacation. Who wants to win vacation? We're going to talk about all that you can find on the website. The website's going to have all kinds of sports, a running daily up-to-date ticker on news that our writers, as we find out about it, we're going to post it on there so that you can check back regularly on any breaking news for sports, in particular for you fantasy people. You're going to want to pay attention to the site regularly all day for your latest fantasy news on players that will be playing, who might be sitting, who came up dinged, and breaking news before you can get it anywhere else, thanks to our insiders. We've got coming up on the future Fantasy Justice shows, the night of the football draft, the NFL draft, the NFL draft party. I'm going to be at one in Miami with the Miami Dolphins. We're going to see who we can get on the show from the Dolphins. We have someone that uh, has made a, uh, a temporary promise. We're going to work out the details, uh, and I'm going to mention the name once we have it confirmed. I don't like mentioning names until I can promise you that's who's coming. Uh, but the following day, after round one on that Thursday and the draft party, and 
I'm going to go ahead and come back the next day, and we're going to have a very special round one recap that Thursday, uh, that Friday of the Thursday proceedings of round one. We're going to have a panel talk about what went on on round one, and that'll be on just before rounds two and three start. So you're not going to want to miss that. April 23rd. Folks, you're going to have to start marking your calendars for the people that you want to hear on the Fantasy Jester Show as we're breaking them out, okay? April 23rd, the voice of the Cleveland Indians will be with us here on the Fantasy Jester Show. Radio broadcaster Jim Rosenhaus will be with us here live on the Fantasy Jester Show one week from tonight. We are happy to bring Jim and whatever, he's going to have some insider information. You baseball folks out there, you fantasy baseball folks out there, Jim's going to come, and I promise you, he's going to lay down some insider info for all of you you are not going to want to miss. Also, coming up on a future edition of the Fantasy Jester, we have some NASCAR surprises coming your way. We have a Florida representative who is currently working on the fantasy sports bill here in Florida. Uh, For those of you outside of Florida, Florida has uh, banned daily fantasy sports and also seasonal for money play sports. Can't have it here in Florida, folks. Uh, We don't have it. Uh, The representative is working on a bill to bring it to Florida, to legalize it. Uh, We are looking forward uh, to that. The point is, folks, we have some great guests guests coming uh, from all walks of sports. And you're going to want to be here. You're not going to want to miss who we're going to bring next, okay? We are growing. We are getting bigger. We are getting stronger. We are bringing you more and more each and every week. You don't want to miss a week, folks. And now... As we get ready to uh, move on in the show and get back, uh, we bring JT back in. JT, you there, sir? Absolutely. We're going to do a busy Jay. I don't know. Um, uh, I hope he's uh, okay. Uh, Last I heard, still in traffic, can't get service. I'm sorry. Well, you know, it's it's art imitating life. He is a Knicks fan, and just like the Knicks, he's MIA. You know, and I can't say much about that. That sucks. That really <laughs> sucks. It, it, it does. You know, and, and that's Don't all right. Up for it's fun. Next time. I, I hope I hope you're having fun. Goodbye, Kobe. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right, folks. Now moving on. For those of you uh, who are waiting to talk football here and want to see what we got up our sleeve. This past week, JT, we saw a trade. Um, <laughs> Can we say can we say blockbuster? Yeah, it's awful. Can we say blockbuster though? Yeah, I don't think we can say blockbuster until we see the the what the picks turn into. But I can tell you this: there's some folks in Minnesota right now that used to run that organization that are breathing a sigh of relief because, in my opinion, the Herschel Walker trade is no longer the most lopsided trade in NFL history. Uh, you know. That Herschel Walker trade brought you a team, okay, for the decade there. And, you know, they got championships. Now, 
If you look at Tennessee's roster, you have Mariota. You have a solid core of running backs now. They added DeMarco Murray. For next to nothing. For next to nothing. So now you've got a stable of backs, okay? You've got a nice stable of different kinds of backs there, okay? You've got a, a great weapon at tight end with Delaney Walker. You've got a budding superstar on one side and Doriel Green Beckham. Kendall Hunter, I'm still waiting on that kid. Uh, you've got Richard uh, Matthews that came over from uh, Miami and it can play fantastic slots. So to me, that offense is one offensive lineman and another wide receiver away uh, from being a, a top offense. So they can put all the rest of these picks this year. There are two number ones next year and the two third rounds next year into defense. I mean, are we looking at a, at a future dynasty building there in Tennessee, uh, JT? I mean, isn't it pretty hard to screw this up at this point? I, you would hope so, but being a Dolphins fan, I, I know it's very easy to screw up if you look at our draft history over the last, oh, let's say, 15 years. But uh, I will say this. You look at it and you say, again, like you said, Green Beckham, Kendall Wright, you know, Walker. They've got the weapons. They've got the quarterback. They can probably get a Ronnie Stanley or somebody like that at 15, a good left tackle that's going to be an improvement for them. Um, man, I'll tell you, this, this, this GM's already shown that he's a savvy trader and he's a great judge of talent. They had a really nice draft last year. So this really could set Titans fans up for the future. I'm telling you, I am telling you, because really, I mean, I look at that offense, and and, and please tell me if I'm wrong. Are they a wide receiver and an offensive alignment away from having that offense set? I mean, they're literally two players away, if you ask me. They are, and then you look at the the addition of DeMarco Murray, that uh, blocking scheme fits him to a T, and you get a guy with a chip on his shoulder. So, if you get him for a fourth-round pick, um, you know, like you said, they had a wide receiver and an offensive lineman. You're looking and in that division too. It looks like Jacksonville trending up, Tennessee trending up. Tough to it's gonna it's gonna be the uh, premier division uh, in these coming years to watch, folks. I mean, this is gonna be an exciting, exciting division. Uh, but you know, Demarco. What are you Murray. doing if you're the Rams, though? What are you doing? I mean, you sit there. You just took the Washington Redskins a few years ago on a similar trade so they could come up to get RG3, and they're nobody all learned. the way to the bank. Yeah, nobody learned from history on that one. I mean, they were involved. You would think they would have said, you know, mm, let's, let's rethink this. I mean, and at 15, I've heard John Gruden, who I respect his opinion, and several other analysts that talk about Paxton Lynch. Mm-hmm talk about Tyler I like Polk. him I like Paxton both Lynch those, you know and both of those guys would be available at 15 so I mean for them to move up to presumably now it depends on who you listen to one guy on ESPN wants to say it's, it's golf the other one says it's wins if it's me I'm taking wins but the thing about this whole trade that's going to make things interesting is now Cleveland is supposedly not so interested in that second pick could Philadelphia move up to that spot? 
You know, and that's the thing uh, on that. First off, I have to uh, respectfully disagree with you. Um, I will take Goff first. Uh, I would take no Goff. Way. I would take Goff, Lynched, and then Wentz, but we'll see about that. Um, that's my own personal preference. I, I like the guy who can throw the deep ball with touch. Sorry. That's you, just me. You did see Wentz's pro day then and his combine because nobody threw the ball better than he did. At he, any did. Level. he did. He did. He looked wonderful, um, but I can nail the deep pass in shorts and a T-shirt too. Uh, I, I, I just, for whatever, I'm not feeling it. I'm just not feeling it with that kid. And, hey, listen, it wouldn't be the first time I'm wrong. So, I mean, that's fine. But I just, I don't know. And, and no, I don't believe, I, I think it was an absolutely idiotic move. And I will be surprised if Philly doesn't move up uh, unless they can find out that Elliott's going to drop. And I think that's their concern is that Dallas might go after Elliot, and that's that. That's those two are really going to fight out over Elliot, uh, and rightfully and so. Because gonna, I'm actually going to disagree with you there. You don't go out and sign Alfred Morris, and you've already got Darren McFadden, who actually looked pretty good last year, for once in his life. And running back, Dallas needs quarterback help. Tony Romo's what 115 years old and and beat to hell. You well, know, his body and is. The yeah. You need to watch for Elliot is the Dolphins because a lot of sources now have the Dolphins talking to a few teams to try to move back up in the first round because Miami desperately needs a running back. And Elliott is bar none the best running back in this draft. I can, uh, or Miami can stay right where they are and just get big boy Henry, but Ooh, I don't Alabama know how you feel about him. Late. Alabama running backs of late would scare me off a little bit. A little too much Trent Richardson, <laughs> you know, uh, Eddie Lacy, Mark Ingram for my liking. Yeah. Hey, listen, uh, he, he, right here, I'm telling you right now, watch Lacy this year. That kid has rededicated himself. That could be scary. And that as offense? Long, yes, as long as he doesn't eat himself out of the league, he'll be set. That's what I'm saying. The kid has rededicated himself. He has lost weight. Uh, he looks like he's really uh, pumped and primed for a good year. And in an offense that is still a passing offense in my eyes and getting back Jordy Nelson. Wow. That I'm telling you, people are, uh, I think they have fallen asleep on uh, green Bay and what they can do this coming year. I, I really do. It's, I believe that. So what, what have you done for me lately league? And people tend to forget teams like that. So I think you're right there. Well, um, and, and before we bring in uh, and go ahead, we're going to uh, be bringing in Aaron uh, in a little bit to talk uh, soccer with us. But before I do, uh, I have an interesting question. We had touched on this briefly and you seemed pretty adamant on it. Um, my belief is that number five, the Jacksonville Jaguars are, are going to be looking at and still have the option between Miles Jack and Joey Bosa. Uh, and you feel pretty strongly about uh, which one should go there. I, I just don't see what everybody else sees in Bosa. And I live here in Columbus, so I'm sure all my uh, fellow Columbus folk will be hunting me down on this one. But Boa, Bosa just disappears in big games. I look at a guy like Miles Jack, 
he reminds me of another guy that played some safety in college and moved to middle linebacker from New Mexico named Brian Erlocker. You look at the skill set, it's very, very similar. If I'm Jacksonville. I think Jack is more athletic than Erlocker. Well, I wouldn't disagree there, but when you look at the overall skill set, the way he plays the game, the way he calls the defense, uh, the way he moves sideline to sideline, diagnoses plays, smart player, instinctive player. And the thing I look at, Jacksonville just went out and spent all this money on defensive linemen. So I'd like to see him shore up that second line of defense and get a middle linebacker. Okay, if they get – I was just going to say, what do you do with Puzz, okay, because Puzz still has another – you got to figure he's got another year or two in him. What what do you do in the meantime? Why did why did why did Buffalo let Pavlovsky go? Always hurt. The guy again. Now, granted, last year he played more games than I think he had in a while. But I also think Pavlovsky or Jack can both move outside and be just as effective. Right. Yeah. Well, I and that's the. Uh, I personally, uh, my Mrs. Jester is a huge uh, Jaguars fan. And uh, for her sake, I hope uh, I hope they get Miles Jack. Uh, and if they do, folks, um, they are at that point one more corner away from having a very stout defense. Uh, I'm sorry. and as a Giants fan, uh, Jaguar fans out there, Prince of Mukamar is not your answer. No, he's not. Okay, so you guys still need one more defensive back. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Uh, all right. So, you know, we'll talk more about football. We've got a lot of football coming up. We've got the 420 special. This Wednesday we're going to be talking a ton of football, and we have a lot of football specials. Folks, if you like football and you want to hear some of the insider stuff that we've got coming up on these shows, do not miss it. We're going to be bringing you some great great info and insider stories for you this year again like i said i'm going down i'll be down i know as a dolphin fan uh jt is a little uh, jealous right about now uh, let's yeah, be honest just a little bit i'll tell you It'll what be... though you could say jt likes the beard if you do the teal and the orange i know i'm not heidi watney but you know i, I would endorse that if you were to do both now and that's the thing that's the dilemma here in the jesta camp and this is how good life is when this is your dilemma. Do I go with a whole teal, just straight teal beard, or do I go teal and orange? And I know your votes for teal and orange. Uh, I don't I know. I, have to give that on the, I think you should put a poll up on the website and let the fans decide. You know, and, and that might be the uh, suggestion. That that, uh, that might be the suggestion. Uh, only I'm a little afraid they might come up with alternate colors and schemes and should I do a tiger stripe of the orange and all that. But uh, yeah, we'll come up with something this way. We can get the fans in on this, see what they say. All right. Uh, like I said, we'll be talking more football and in a whole nother football folks, getting ready to bring in, we have an, a soccer analyst that has uh, joined the fantasy jester sports family this guy, when I tell you, knows his soccer inside and out. I, I can't bring you any better that I personally know of, okay, than Aaron Mickey. He's going to join us on the line here in a minute. And uh, 
you know, I don't have any entrance music for him yet. Uh, I'll give him the ole, 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 ole. That's about as close as we get. Uh, Aaron, uh, you on the line there, my brother? Yeah, I believe so. How's it going? All right. Hey, there he is. Uh, welcome to the show. First time on. We're uh, so glad to have you. Uh, having somebody that has uh, your knowledge in soccer is going to be a welcome, welcome addition to Fantasy Jester Sports. Great to have you, sir. Uh, we have brought you in tonight. Uh, next weekend is the start of the FA Semis uh, for the Football Association, the Semis. And uh, we've got two great matches next week. Uh, on the 23rd, you have Man U versus Everton. And then on the 24th, you've got Crystal Palace versus uh, Waterford. Uh, we're going to start with, on the Emirate FA Cup, we're going to start with Man U versus Everton. Uh, and this is a repeat of the 1995 Cup Final uh, Aaron, what, what do you see in this match? Um, to be completely honest, I think it's really a, a battle of a very large offense in Everton versus a, a fairly strong defense in Man United. Man United has only given up 30 goals this season, um, which puts them among those four teams the best defensively, whereas Everton has put up 53 goals in just as many games. Um, so this is really going to be an interesting matchup. Uh, I think that if Man United can shut down uh, Romelu Lukaku, their, uh, their Belgian striker up front, then they're gonna, it, it's going to be a lot closer. But I, I think, I mean, traditionally defense wins out in most sports, but I think that one man can truly uh, change the game. So I think that uh, if Romelu Lukaku can bring his A game, then – then it's 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 going to be tight. So you're going to take Everton. I think it's going to be Everton by a nose. All right. Now, and in true jester form, uh, it's crazy. Uh, naturally, I am going to disagree with our expert. And uh, I look There's at when I look at. <laughs> thank you, JT. Uh, you're just used to it because I disagree with you on anything. Uh, and half well, the time you might be right sp- one of these times, you know. Well, half the time it's for sport. I just like getting you going. Um, the idea, though, is this. When I take a look at and this isn't just for soccer. This is for any sport. I look to see who's on a roll. You know, what have you done lately? Now, in the last five games, both teams, here's what you got. You got an Everton team that's struggling. In their last five, they're one, two, and two. They've only scored three goals and have four goals against. But meanwhile, Man U is three, one, and one. They've scored eight, but they've let up five. So it's going to be interesting to see if Everton, Everton can regain that scoring touch, uh, something that they haven't had. Their last five games, they haven't won in five games. Their last game that they won was five games ago. Since then, they've gone loss, loss, and their last two games were draws. So, I mean, they're not exactly rolling into this. And, and, right. But meanwhile, you know, Man U, 
their last five games, three, one, and one, they seem to be rolling a little bit more. And in those last five games, they beat Everton one nothing. And I, I see the, I see the promise there, but at the same time, Man U is currently fifth on the table. They have something to fight for. If they don't get up to fourth, then they lose their Champions League bid. Everton right, is right. currently 11th in the league. They have really have nothing to play for, BPL-wise. If they right. lose a bunch of games, as long as they stay out of relegation, they're fine. Mm-hmm. They can't fight their way up to fourth place at this point. So if they're resting in their laurels, if, if I were the manager for Everton, I would see the FA Cup as more important than the EPL because at least you're taking home silverware. Right, right, right. I got you. Yeah, no doubt. All right, so all right, so right there we have uh, our disagreement on that. Let's see where we go. The following day on the 24th, we have Crystal Palace and Waterford. What do you got on those two teams? Um, they're a relatively equal match. Um, the, the way that I see it is that the striker for Watford, um, I think it's Igalo, is, has put up 14 goals this season, which for such a low-playing team is, is truly impressive um, because he's got very little around him. It's, it's basically a similar situation to Lukaku. Lukaku has 18 goals for Everton. Igalo has 14 for Watford. And being a shining star on a not-so-good team – maybe easier, but Watford at least had to play, like had to play a few teams. Watford had to play Newcastle and then they had to play Arsenal. They have, in my eyes, fought just as hard as Crystal Palace to get here when they played Tottenham. So if I had to, if I had to pick a team, I have to pick the most, not the most prolific player, but the, the most strong attacking core. And so, I might have alluded to the opposite, but I think Crystal Palace is going to take it. Um, Connor Wickham okay. has had a, an excellent recent season. Um, he's been sort of on everyone's watch list for a year or two years now, and he hasn't really broken out yet, but he's getting close. So I think that if he can kind of put the team on his back a little bit, him and um, Belasi have gotten a very good relationship recently. Yassine, I think it's, Yassine, Yusuf, Balassi, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, Aaron, you know, if I could interrupt, I, I, have, sure. I have a question for you because I liken this a lot to the way the NHL playoffs go. Who's got the hot goaltender going right now? So if you were to break down that matchup, who would you say has the better goalkeeper? See, defensively they're relatively similar. If I'm If I'm not mistaken, Wofford has given up like 37 goals out of 31 games and Crystal Palace has given out 32 of 31, which unfortunately, I mean, with hockey, you're looking at a lesser goal and you have those, those big old pads to block the puck. If you're a one-on-one with the keeper, odds are they're going to score. So a lot of it not only comes down to the keeper, but comes down to the defense. And from, from what I have read, the Crystal Palace goalkeeper has been more consistent than Watford's. Yeah, and here's the thing. Uh, I, I've been calling him Waterford. Uh, Watford, here's the... Uh, and, yeah. Uh, Crystal my Palace, thing, <laughs> Waterford, Crystal. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, 
Um, here's the thing about uh, this matchup, and I'm going to uh, – actually, I will agree with you on Crystal Palace. And, again, going on what I usually go with, going into the game, how have they been playing? Crystal Palace, last five, two, one, and two, five goals for, three goals against. Uh, Watford, one, three, and one, four goals for, nine against. And that is just unacceptable. And I understand Watford won their last meeting against Crystal Palace two to one, but for whatever reason, I don't know if it's the defense or the goaltending has fallen apart or a little bit of both. Um, I just I don't see I don't see anybody but Crystal Palace winning. So I've got Crystal Palace, and I've got Man U. You got Crystal Palace. We got Everton. And uh, we will be uh, talking further on that in our uh, future shows on the Fantasy Jester Show here. Aaron, thank you so much for joining us and for giving us your opinion. Yes. Absolutely. I'd like to ask our, 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 uh, you know, guest here one question since he is an expert in this field. And I know that no one else would know how to answer this better than him. What happened to Chelsea this year? Well, thanks for bringing that up. Such a, a sore subject you. at this moment. We actually lost 3-0 today to Man City, and Courtois got sent off with a red card, so I'm really happy with my team at the moment. Honestly, the way that I see it is that uh, you can only follow a dictator for so long. Uh, Jose Mourinho did a really great job getting a relatively peppered with veterans team to work very, very hard. They were defensively stout last season, and they were, they were motivated. We had our new guys were firing in all cylinders, and our veterans were putting up solid numbers. Unfortunately, this season we came in with these high hopes, and the first five games didn't go our way, and everyone started all this speculation about, well, can Jose do it again? Like, what's going on with, with Mourinho? What's going on with the players? And – one thing led to another. It was a vicious circle, and now our season is just the seventh circle of hell. There's no way to accurately explain what is going on without likening it to the fact that a team wins the national championship in college football and then is not ranked the next year. It's terrible to look at, and it comes. I think so it comes you, down to the attitude of the players. So would you and, say and the fact that historical a lot of our players that were performing at their highest level last year, players like Costa and Fabregas and definitely Aiden Hazard, who have simply refused to show up. I mean, that, that's what happens. When your top three best players the last season just decide that they're not going to play the game anymore, then there's nothing yeah, you can do. That's what you're going to get. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Aiden Hazard still does not have a goal in Premier League play. He, has, he had, I think, two goals this season. One of them was a penalty during the Champions League. And other than that, has put up one goal when previously he was the player of the year. Come on. like Real quick, okay, real quick, let me just ask you, what do you attribute that to? He doesn't care. He's injured. Uh, what, what do you feel is the problem there? Why doesn't he? A guy like that should be putting it in. I think that, honestly, as, as a Chelsea fan, last year he was overrated. I don't even think he was the best player on our team last year. I would liken that to either either Costa or uh, Fabregas. But Hazard last year was 
fairly overrated, and then this year was plagued by thigh injuries, and everyone was expecting him to, to be up on this high horse, and he wasn't ready. He is only 24, 25 years old. He's, he's reaching, like, that prime of his career, and everyone's expecting him to do amazing things. Last gotcha. year, we weren't looking for that so much. And so when it was put on his shoulders that he's going to be the, the next greatest thing and that all these teams are looking at him because he's going to be the truth, sometimes it gets into a guy's head. Sometimes he can't perform. Yeah, okay. And, and you are 100% correct. Uh, and I'm very sorry that's your team. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's, honestly, it's I, I, I just want to say thank you so much uh, for joining us tonight, Aaron. Absolutely. It has been a pleasure. I look forward to our future uh, conversations on the show. And uh, I really look forward to your insight into uh, the soccer for everyone, bringing everybody in the fantasy jester world, some great insight into soccer that everybody that has been Aaron, Aaron Mickey on soccer folks. And now as we get ready to bring in our next guest, we here at uh, fantasy jester sports uh, work really hard. Like I said, we want to bring you the absolute best in every area that we can. JT and I work very hard at the fantasy end of this um, for all of you to make sure we're bringing you the best research that we can. As we get ready to bring you the website, uh, we are bringing the same kind of, uh, what's the best way to bring it, uh, expertise. We, we want to keep that level. We have a certain level that we're keeping the bar at, at our fantasy end. And we want that to be in every area for our followers we appreciate you all so much for following the Fantasy Jester show. Uh, and when we go ahead and get this website up, and it is almost all done, and we will be uh, debuting it this Wednesday, it's going to be the same thing, folks. Football, nothing but the best. Hockey, basketball, baseball, wrestling, soccer, you name it. We want to make sure we bring you the best. And now what I want to do is I'm going to bring in our next guest. Now, our next guest doesn't have a name, and he's not deserving of one yet. He will. Eventually, he's going to have a name. But right now, we're just going to tout him as the rookie. Now, he is going to be the youngest member of the group. But that will take away from his writing ability and his knowledge of sports. We are very happy to welcome him on the air right now. I hope we have him on the line. Rookie boy, are you there? Gentlemen, good evening. Holy cow, Jason, do you you smell green? Do you smell newbie? I smell a newbie in the area. I, I feel a real noob kind of thing going on right now. I've uh, I've had the pleasure of uh, speaking to him now on several occasions as we're getting this all together. Uh, very smart young man, knows his sports. Uh, he might not know what sport team to follow, and we'll get into that. 
uh, but very knowledgeable folks. You're going to really love reading his articles. Uh, I got handed today, uh, we started giving him his first assignments uh, the other day, and uh, I got handed today his first piece that he's going to debut with uh, on the uh, Fantasy Jester uh, Sports. It's fantastic. I mean, I I am really I can see me becoming a fan of this young man's work. I'm not necessarily a fan of his teams. Uh, I understand now, uh, you know, mostly uh, rookies going to handle uh, football and baseball to start. We're going to bring him in on the other sports, but to start out with, he's going to be one of our football writers and baseball writers in football. Um, Mrs. Jester will love him. He's a uh, Jaguars fan. And, uh, you know, like I said, can't really say much about his choice in football, but uh, this one here, JT, I might lose you on him being an expert and knowing what he's talking about. Uh, Rookie, please tell him who your baseball team is. The Baltimore Orioles. Actually, hey, I just saw their last televised game. Who would have thought Cal Rifkin was actually going to break that streak? <laughs> yeah, what well, you know, Palmer Palmer had a great game. Uh, I Palmer really, looked uh, great the other yes. Yeah, that, that's pretty much hey. it, isn't it? I mean, they yeah, – they, 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 Mark, Mark Trumbo hit two home runs in the seventh inning last night and only struck out probably three or four times. That's all right. Nice, nice. I will say this. I will say this. If you are playing fantasy baseball and you've got a pitcher going against the Orioles, you're pretty much a lock for 8 to 10 Ks. They are a swing and miss team. They're a swing and miss team. The home home run record will be broken this year as a team, definitely. I mean, man, you know, one tonight, first, first at bat. I can only say this. Brady Anderson. That's really all you need to say. But I do hear they have good crab cakes at the stadium. Hey, hey, he's a rookie. Go eat. You don't have to go all bitter on him, JT. Go easy hey, on the young on, I man. Have to. I'm an Oakland fan. I, who, who am I to talk? I'm an Oakland fan. Uh, and yeah, maybe we well, can talk know. about maybe we can talk about how Florida whooped that Buckeye ass in the mid 2000s. Oh, I'm. I'll be on your side because see. The one part, best part about me living in Columbus is I like two teams, the Hurricanes and whoever's kicking the Buckeyes' ass that day. Oh, good on you. Nice, nice. No, and uh, we are going to have on the uh, Fantasy Jester uh, site, uh, we're going to be having a, uh, if you've missed on the uh, Fantasy Jester page, uh, folks, Fantasy Jester on Facebook, follow us there. Also on Twitter, uh, fantasy underscore jester on Twitter. Uh, we have had a recent spike in listeners and likes uh, uh, to the radio show, to Facebook, to Twitter. I mean, we are growing very quick. And if you want to pay attention during the week uh, between shows, that's a great place besides now the coming website to uh, see what kind of hijinks we're up to and what kind of news we're posting. But one of the things we had this week is we had a drawing of which uh, division. See, we're going to do an eight-part series for the website leading up to the draft. 
uh, and it's going to be a breakdown, division by division, what each team needs this upcoming draft. And the uh, rookie is bringing the NFC South, correct? Correct. You got South and you got AFC North, correct? Correct. Ooh. So, you know, he's got some he's got some work there. I can't wait. Uh, and I'm sure, JT, you feel the same way. You know, you're a big football guy. Um, I know I'm eagerly awaiting to see what he does with those divisions. And, you know, what we're going to do, folks, is first we're going to talk about what each team needs. After the draft, we're going to revisit uh, what each team has done and uh, start giving our projections. Uh, and from there, once the uh, preseason is underway, the preseason games are played, after the second preseason week, all of us are going to be on a special Fantasy Jester show, and we are going to talk season predictions for teams. So, again, Rookie has the NFC North, NFC South. I am uh, blessed and happy to announce I have the NFC East and the AFC East. Well, I wish you could see my shock face right now. Uh, No, sir. Actually, here's my shock face for you. If you go on the Fantasy Jester page, everyone, this wasn't a setup. This was an actual drawing. We had a uh, actual papers written down, uh, broken into eight pieces of paper, and the division written down, and we drew the divisions. This wasn't a setup, uh, simply because uh, three of the four writers uh, that are working on this piece are all NFC guys, NFC East guys, two Giant fans and an Eagle fan. Now, I, I do have to interject something, though. Only one of those writers has their name on the show. Just right, which is I'm the only saying. one that matters. Right, I'm not which saying, is- I'm just saying. No, no, and that's all good. But here's the great part. You see, because the name on the show is taking a division, I really could have taken any division, and I'm going to knock it out of the park anyway. The fact that I'm taking the NFC East um, actually just allows me to knock out of the park my own team so that somebody else doesn't bungle it. Um, But personally, uh, let's be honest. I mean, it really didn't matter what division I took. It was going to be golden anyway. (sighs) I wish I only had some confidence. It's hard work being you, but somebody's got to do it. You know what I'm saying? You got to understand, uh, rookie, all right, around here and so that you fit in, I want you to understand that when dealing with each other, you got to have a certain mentality. And I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. You know, and we will see where you stand on that. Um, I am looking forward to your writing. And like I said, right now, folks, we are simply going to call him the rookie. Uh, If he earns a name or a different nickname along the way, we'll finally give it out. I'm sure he will. Uh, I'm sure he will. I've I've got a a touch of advice for you for doing the AFC North. I'll tell you what, it'll be easier for you and less time consuming to write what Cleveland has already because what they need you're going to need so many pages to cover that topic 
I don't need. I think they take you till football season. I think they need an intervention. I believe right now Cleveland is set up uh, for this coming draft. Uh, They have water bottles covered. They pretty much need anything else. Well, they got a pretty good punter. I mean, Andy Lee has made the Pro Bowl once or twice. There you go. Out of sheer desperation. Um, But, (laughs) no, no, we look forward uh, to – Mr. I, you know what? I tell you what, I'm going to show you a little early respect and call you Mr. Rookie. Uh, Mr. Rookie, we are looking forward. Yeah, yeah, you know, it might be. Yeah, like I said, I read his first article that he submitted. We're going to be posting that on the site for everybody to see uh, on the uh, first editions for everybody to see. It's a baseball article from him. Great job on it. I absolutely love it. And, and because of that, I don't mind saying Mr. Rookie right now. Uh, I leave it open to everybody else's interpretation once they read it. But I have uh, no, I, I, I've had extensive talks with this young man now uh, regarding baseball and football. And uh, I am really excited to see what he brings to the uh, fantasy jester table. Uh, Mr. Rookie, we are so glad to have you. And we look forward Absolutely. to having you on f- future, future shows. Um, I don't know. Uh, we're trying to work out logistics to have him on for the 420 show. Uh, we might just be able to have him on weekend shows. We'll be talking about that further. Hopefully he'll be on the 420 show. If not, probably next weekend on the next edition of the Fantasy Jester show, the actual show. Uh, Mr. Rookie, thank you so much for joining us tonight, and uh, we look forward to having you on further. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Like for all your fans it. out there who are listening, okay, uh, you know, sorry we didn't get to mention your friend's name or your family's name. Uh, he has no name with us yet, folks. Encourage him, cheer him on so that he can become somebody. Yay, rookie boy. All right, Mr. Rookie, you're out. I'll talk to you later, brother. You have a great night. You too. Uh, well, we got four minutes left, JT. I think it was a pretty filled show. I think we talked a couple of sports. We got uh, two minutes. Uh, Let's talk some uh, hockey real quick for those uh, hockey fans out there, those poor bastards that can't get anybody to show them some love. Uh, I got a question for you, you see, because I'm looking at the finals in hockey, and I'm sorry, I can't get past seeing uh, Tampa Bay, Washington uh, uh, on the semi on one side, the Eastern Conference, and, and looking at the Western Conference, I'm kind of hung up on uh, Dallas and L.A. I really like Dallas. They're really coming on strong here this last month. But my question is this. Um, I had a meeting uh, with our wrestling guru that's going to be here on Wednesday. And you can take this up with him. Uh, and you're probably going to share the same damn sentiment. I really hope not. I will lose respect for you. Um, he's saying Pittsburgh. Wow. As much of a Penguins fan as I am, I I really got to say it's a good thing we don't drug test on this show. <laughs> I, I really, you know, we were out to lunch. Uh, I had taken him out to lunch the other day, and we were talking the different sports. And he's learned it. He, he knows his sports pretty much until he opened his mouth. Let's put it this way. He, uh, okay. 
and this is will be the attack for Wednesday's show. I can see it coming. Uh, he knows his sports. When you talk to him, it's his predictions that suck. He is taking Pittsburgh uh, in hockey, and he's making an early call. Are you ready for the Super Bowl? He's calling. <sighs> now, as a Giants fan, even I think this is the most ridiculous. He has the Giants in there. I'm a Giants fan. I don't have the Giants in there. Um, he has and Giants, I'm not a Giants versus... fan, and I don't have the Giants in, in there either. So that makes two of us. Oh, I do. I could count on you. Thank you, sir. I'm there um, for you. Oh, I, I, as always, I know I can always count on you. That's that's the great part. Um, but the thing is, he has the AFC. He has Cincinnati finally overcoming everything. I think Cincinnati's lost too much, personally, this offseason, including one hell of an offensive coordinator in Hugh Jackson, which, if you listened last week, you'll know that I have in one of the top three up-and-coming coaches that I'd like to build a team with. So, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, Cincinnati, just a lot of losses. Um, not to mention, Andy Dalton. I mean, really, did he get the monkey off his back for a playoff win? Because he didn't. So that's still going to be the elephant in the room. Uh, I just, ooh, Cincinnati, that's a tough choice. Yeah, and uh, real quick, we got a, less than a minute and a half here. Um, do me a favor. When he's in, let's try not to kick his ass too much around the, uh, around the show because he will be live in studio with me. I don't want him beating my ass. Folks, well, see, that's I want it to me. I may, I may have to uh, go a little bit, you know, and you'll have to take one for the team. I have a I have a mute button that I'll be using plenty next week. I can tell. I have a feeling, folks. Everybody, thank you so much. Thank you so much, JT. Great night, sir. Folks, uh, we have forty seconds left. I want to say thank you all for joining the Fantasy Justice Show. Don't forget to follow us this week. That huge four twenty show. You're not going to want to miss it, folks. This has been the Fantasy Jester. I absolutely love all of you. It is my pleasure. It is my honor to bust my ass every friggin' day to bring you the best in sports. Thank you so, so much for being there, for being a follower. You guys have been awesome. All right. Have a great night. See you then. We are out. Jester saying bye-bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.